But it was at this point that I started to ask myself, what is really important for me here? You know, what, 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 who am I, in fact? I didn't even know who I was because I just buried my, I would say, my inner child, you know, so deeply that I didn't even know who she was. And I could feel her calling out, you know, almost saying, help, help, you know, get me out of this dark place. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 642. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am bringing on the awesome Joy Idris for a fabulous conversation about transformational life changes. If you haven't already heard me talk, talked, yeah, positive productivity is not about perfection, and I make up my own words and use improper grammar. So if you don't like that, then it's probably time to move on. But anyway, I've mentioned in previous episodes that a lot of awesome conversation happens in the pre-chat. And even in the few short moments that we were chatting today, Joy and I touched on a lot of incredible topics, including self-care, doing what's easy, and just really following what our heart wants. But I want to introduce you to to Joy before we lose anything else awesome. So Joy Idris is an expert facilitator of deep transformational life changes. I can't believe I got that out in one take. And her company is truly transformational. Joy, I'm so happy that you are here today. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm here too. <laughs> I can... It's lovely to contact you again after so long. Yeah, well, I I don't know if you realize, but there are some days that I can't even get the name of my podcast out. Without having having bloopers. So the fact that I just. That's what I love about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the brain mouth disconnect. And some days it works, some days it just doesn't. Uh I would love, Joy, if you would share a little bit about your background with the listeners and really what inspired you to be on the path that you're on and to where you are today. Okay. Well, You know, I don't often dwell on the past anymore. I'm more of a kind of in the present moment kind of person. Uh, However, it's the past in contrast to where I am now that has led me to be in such a place of gratitude and appreciation and joy and and determined to, you know, be playful and and enjoy life. Uh, So it it is good to kind of share some of the contrast so that if anyone else is uh, kind of stuck in that place, then they know that there is a a greater place to go, a better place to go, that, you know, we just need to find the way to it. (laughs) Um, I think there are treasures in every... I say a season, reason, or lesson out of every life experience. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was having a, a brain fart just there now as well. I was trying They're to contagious. say adversity, and it was coming up as diversity. <laughs> Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, where brain farts are shared like the common cold. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so it goes right back to when I was in the womb, in fact, and um, my parents, my father was an alcoholic, and my mother was really stressed out. She already got two kids, and um, he's like one year after the next, and I'm the third one coming along. 
and uh, we're in poverty and all of that kind of thing going on, you know. And then he's supposed to be there for the birth. It was a home birth. And he turned up at the last minute, just about when I was about to come out, you know. And my grandmother was there at the time as well. And she was so angry. They were both so angry that my grandmother hit my father over the head with a heavy lead frying pan. You know, one of those heavy ones? Yes. And, <laughs> and knocked him unconscious. Now, at the time, they thought they'd killed him. <laughs> I, I'm and sorry. Laughing is not so appropriate. Funny. I know, but... Well, it is actually. It is now. It wasn't then, of course. Um, but, you know, can you imagine? It's just you could do a little, you know, sketch about that, really, couldn't you? <laughs> it's like the hillbillies or something. Um, so a shock went through my mother's body and the shock went through me. And it actually, I felt disintegrated. I felt as though I'd been ripped apart. Um and I got it at that point that life was dangerous, you know, that I could be annihilated any moment. Um, fortunately, in a, in a later kind of um, healing session I did about this, I, I, I contacted my inner wisdom, which led me to understand that the divine brought me back together again. You know, so it's like, okay, ah, I can come back together again. I don't need to stay annihilated. <laughs> but... It set the pattern of my experiences for the first half of my life where I kept finding myself in dangerous situations. My, you know, my, my, my mother raging one time when I was about four or five years old and throwing me down and splitting my neck open. You know, this is like, um, okay, you know, this is uh, me trying to survive, you know. And uh, uh, so I also developed that pattern of, trying to work out what would be dangerous, what's not dangerous, how to control that, you know, be whatever anyone wanted me to be so that it would keep me safe you know, in survival mode. I completely lost touch with myself at the same time. And again, the pattern repeated. I, When I was um, a young teenager, 14 years old, I was looking for affection. I was looking for love. I wasn't getting it from my parents because they were just too involved with their own problems. And um, I met a man and invited him to come and have a cup of tea with me when I was babysitting one night, not knowing what that meant. And that turned into a rape scene mm. where uh, I, I was screaming so loud that he put his hands around my neck and he was squeezing so hard I thought I was going to die. Mm. Again, faced with that life-threatening situation, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I'm alive today, so I did get out of that. I found that, you know, that adrenaline adrenaline rush you get when you're just able to just push um, with the mighty heave. I pushed him off and uh, managed to get escape. Wow. That was followed by yeah, a few years later by me marrying a man who eventually tried to kill me on several occasions. And... The one, the occasion I particularly remember was when I was sleeping one night and um, my eyes opened. I, there was no reason for them to open that I knew about. There was no noise, you know, no disturbance. But I, I say the angels opened my eyes and I saw this hammer coming towards my head. And my husband, no, it wasn't coming down with force. He was measuring up. I caught him in the measuring up stage. <laughs> <sighs> Crazy, crazy craziness. And um, and so I kind of, I calmly took the hammer and asked him what he was doing and he mumbled a few words and I just put it under the bed and pretended that nothing had happened whilst I planned my escape. And then as soon as he fell asleep, 
I got up and it was in the morning by then and pretended I was just going to the shop downstairs and I just ran off. I ran away uh, as fast as my legs could take me, you know, completely left everything behind. I managed to escape again. So um, these kind of experiences um, left me with um, repercussions in the body, you know, over the years uh, because I hadn't, I didn't discuss the rape with my mum and dad. They weren't available to discuss things like that with. Um, people who um, knew my husband didn't believe that he was capable of doing something like that, so I didn't have any support in that area either. He's like a typical narcissist, you know, was charming to everybody else, but really, you know, horrible in the home. Um, so these things took their toll on my body, and I developed chronic fatigue and also had developed cancer. So again, cancer was a life-threatening situation. And uh, I, in the meantime, I had met a man who was very kind and very patient, and it, it, it kind of heralded the beginning of my healing journey. Uh, I hadn't been able to trust anyone uh, before that, and it took me about, it's amazing to think about this, but it took me about seven years to trust my husband, my second husband. Um, and I was crying almost every day for that seven years and not knowing how to stop. It was like, you know, you, you fill up a reservoir and then you empty it with the crying and you think you're going to be okay because mm -hmm. you've finished all the crying and then it just fills up again. <laughs> you know, continuously like that, empty, fill up, empty, fill up. And, you know, my, my husband was almost tearing his hair out, wondering what we could do. <laughs> And I was trying all kinds of um, remedies, you know, alternative remedies and, you know, diet and nutrition and therapies. I even trained as a therapist at that time as well so that I could really understand the whole process. Uh, but none of these were more than a kind of a temporary fix at times, you know. Uh, I, I had um, surgery for the cancer, um, but it was at this point that I started to ask myself, what is really important for me here? You know, what what? Who am I, in fact? I didn't even know who I was because I just buried my, I would say, my inner child you know, so deeply that I didn't even know who she was. And I could feel her calling out, you know, almost saying, help, help, you know, get me out of this dark place. And then I discovered this uh, healing retreat, a weekend retreat that I went along to as a last resort, I said to myself, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to curl up in a corner and be catatonic, you know, just let somebody feed me. I've had enough of the world. I didn't want to commit suicide, but I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to engage. Mm. But well, I decided to try out this weekend. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm in awe. I just have to say that you were looking for possibilities. And, and I mean that with love because... So many people, myself included, I mean, I haven't, I haven't been nearly killed by my ex-husband, although he was definitely my top enemy when we were married and, and I wasn't raped as a child, but there was enough other stuff. I'll keep it G here that I just thought that's how life was, that the gray skies were normal. And that once in a while there would be a blue sky, but I just had to get used to the gray. Mm, mm. 
I think there was something magical that happened in my childhood or early teenagers, teenagehood where I, I had started reading books which were to do with positive psychology, you know, psycho-cybernetics and, you know, affirmations and, you know, all these kind of books. So it, it, I think it sparked something in me to to reach what was being promised there. If you don't mind me asking, how were you introduced to those books? Because I didn't even, I was never introduced to positive psychology books until I was well into my 30s. I didn't know that they existed. My father on his better days, some days he was dry, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. alcoholic completely all of the time. And he loved to read books that were different from from the norm we used to have great conversations sometimes you know he would read things that stretch the imagination you know like chariot of the gods and you know reading the apocrypha which was you know forbidden by the church to read you know <laughs> um and, and and all of these positive books as well i think he was attempting himself to to um, break out of his own prison somehow yeah and and so i caught the enthusiasm of that when when it was around so I was introduced because I, um, well, I lost my job in 2008 and I was at, I met a chiropractor through a referral network and he was giving a promotion to people in the networking group for a free adjustment. And I had never been adjusted, but I was, my shoulders felt like they were touching my earlobes because I was so stressed. Mm-hmm. So just in that first intake appointment, we got into conversation and he was asking me what my favorite movie was. It's mm-hmm. still one of my favorite movies, but it's what dreams may come with mm-hmm. Robin Williams. And okay. that, and that just sparked a whole conversation about the law of attraction mm-hmm. and positive thinking. And up until that very day, and I've actually, um, my chiropractor was actually at my wedding and he's still a great friend. I, to this day, I've been trying to get his receptionist or his office assistant to pull my old records. I mean, this is now <laughs> 10 years ago to find mm. out when that first appointment was because that mm. day was life changing. Mm. It was, mm. it was my first rebirth, I would have to say. Yeah. 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 So you went, you went to the healing retreat? And the healing retreat was the life changing event for me. Um, because in that weekend, I was completely cured of the chronic fatigue that I'd been suffering for about six years, backache for 20 years, depression for probably 10 at least, if not more. And it all went away in that weekend. And I was left with a sense of peace inside of me that's never gone away since. It was just so, so amazing. I was absolutely over the moon. And you know, uh, jumping for joy. <laughs> Forgive the pun, since my name is Joy. Uh, I was uh, just so enthusiastic about, wow, this is fantastic. I need to share this with the world, you know. And um, and so I decided to train in the method as well. And and it wasn't one of those weekends where you have the high, you know, like you might have with some, some weekends that you go to, rah, rah, you know, and you get high and come down after it. No, it actually, you know, it, it all stayed in place. I was transformed. I wasn't just given a high. And and knowing that transformation from the inside out, experiencing it as an experiential knowing, understanding how to communicate with my body and with my inner voice and, and all of this, it, this is what um, you know really transformed me and gave me the passion to want to share 
share that with other people. I'm so curious because we often hear stories about people who have gotten married and it's like Jekyll and Hyde. They knew the nice version, Mm. you know, the pleasant version of the person they thought they were marrying before the rings were exchanged. And then all of a sudden they're married to like the evil, Mm -hmm. you know, what did your husband think? Actually, it's quite an interesting situation, me and my husband, because when I met him, he could hardly speak a word of English, and I could hardly speak a word of Arabic, which was his native language. And I love challenge. Uh, However, what that did was it pushed us into a situation where we made the commitment to respect one another and to interpret everything in the best way possible because we couldn't understand exactly or communicate exactly uh, what we were feeling or what we wanted to say. That was at the beginning. And, of course, over time, his English got better, my Arabic got better, and you know we were able to communicate more fully. But we had um, set that pattern into place. I'm actually thinking that so many mar- more marriages would survive if we just couldn't understand what the other person was thinking or saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So just having respect just, for each other is, uh-huh. is, I think, is magical. Yes. You know, I came from a background where, you know, the, my mum and dad were judging each other all the time, you know, fighting and judging and shouting, criticising, you know, and, and they used to judge the kids a lot. So to be in a situation where we're not judging and we're just respecting one another and allowing each other just to be as we are was a great foundation for us. And so... You know, when I change from this, you know, depressed state to a, a very happy state, of course, he was very happy because then he, he didn't need to tear his hair, hair out anymore, <laughs> wondering how he can help. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so it, it, he, he breathed a sigh of relief. I, it, that's how I put it, because I could see that he visibly relaxed and, you know, uh, we, we had a positive future ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So you became... You got trained in the same methodology. Yeah. And and what has your journey looked like since then? I mean, did you start your business right away or did it take a few years? And, yeah. yeah. Um, I've kind of drifted along with it, you know. So rather than try to build it, you know, on this with marketing or uh, and all of that, because I was actually busy as well. <clears throat> we had um, some businesses, uh, retail businesses, that we were trying to manage. And um, so I couldn't devote myself exclusively to this passion. Um, so I kind of carried along part-time with it, you know, and, and uh, let it develop through referral. Um, I'm just really open to allowing whoever needed to come to come to me without me necessarily trying to go out and find them. And I still work that way now. I mean, I, I do, I did set up a, a Facebook group and, you know, I've done some things and I, I, I've, you know, set up websites and things like this, but really most of my business has come from referral or people passing by. I have a shop, a jewelry shop, and I, that's got, natural stones in there as well crystals and gemstones as well as gold and silver and we often get talking in the shop you know because people who come there are coming usually to 
try to get some better energy for themselves. Mm. <laughs> so then I'll start talking and, you know, very often I'll, I'll, a client will turn up that way. Huh. Mm. You and I were talking in the pre-chat about how you're taking or putting more focus on self-care and you're doing what's easy. And, it, mm-hmm. and listeners, this is all said in the best way because sometimes people think that what's easy isn't what we should be working on. But I was intrigued by what Joy was saying in the in the pre-chat. And I asked I asked you, Joy, about fear. And we got to talking about how fear and exciting can often be interpreted the same way. Yeah. Um, I was saying that it's the same energy. And, and by the way, I noticed that you said should. And this is one of the words that is not in my vocabulary I anymore. I need to drop the shudders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so sometimes you say people might say, you know, easy shouldn't be something, you know, be something we we should or should not have you know so first of all i just wanted to point that out because i'm always pointing it out to my students i have students come we have like a, a class of people that come every week and i so appreciate you pointing it out because i'm also working on try i don't uh-huh. i don't want to be doing try and if i don't want to be saying if either i want to be saying when great and also taking out the don't so if if you don't want to do something, what do you want to do? I love that you just mentioned that one because um, I heard, and I don't remember what podcast it was. I just said don't. Okay, forgive me for that one. <laughs> the person said, however, instead of saying don't forget this, say remember this. Exactly. And, and I've been flipping you- it around and it works so much better. Especially when you're dealing with kids, mm. you know. Yes, <laughs> you know. So we can. Have, it's a game. We you can turn it into a game. You know, the don't should mustn't game. You know, turn it over, flip. You just say flip. <laughs> In the past oh, couple of weeks, okay. I've also started being grateful for the future. And nice. I believe. Typical, I yeah. believe I picked that one up from Molly Mahoney. Oh, uh, Joe Dispenza. I am not familiar with Joe, so I will oh. have to go look him up now. But oh, wonderful. Yeah. the whole, it so intrigues me. I can, I have my vision board and I have where I know I will be in 10 years. And I'm expressing gratitude for yeah. not, not only where I will be in 10 years. And I say only with love because I know I will be past that. But where I will be at the end of day tomorrow or at the end of day Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I give thanks for the health of my family tomorrow, you know, and the money that will be in our account tomorrow and even at the end of today. But Exactly. Exactly. And this is, you know, so magical because it's about stopping being the you that you know, because the you that you know now is the you from the past. It's all about the past and have developed habits. And so if you're constantly focused on the future and being grateful for the future, you are beginning to grow a new you, in fact. That's been another focus of mine, too. So I love that you bring that up. My husband is a video game designer and my whole family is gamers, including myself. 
However, mm-hmm. I haven't been playing as much as I would like to, but I also love my business. So that's been getting more of my attention lately. Mm-hmm. However, I was thinking about next level Kim. And I know people use the expression next level in business, but I'm thinking next level in life. What does next level Kim do that I'm not doing here today? So Mm -hmm. some people say fake it till you make it. I don't believe in that, but I'm focusing on what next level I'm focusing on taking the actions that next level Kim does consistently. Yeah. So if you focus on more on, it's like you're reprogramming your genes, you know, Mm -hmm. because your genes, you've got the blueprint, but the blueprint can bring about lots of different expressions. So you can kind of, okay, let's, let's dump the old expressions. Oh, now we're creating new ones. It's still you, you, they're your genes, but you can actually make them come out and be expressed completely differently. Absolutely. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the Work Smarter, Not Harder Challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. I was sharing with you too before, and listeners, I, I have to share this with you because for those of you who, are, who have been excited or scared, whichever word you want to use, about going on Facebook Live yesterday, and I already shared with this, I already shared this with Joy in the pre-chat. Yesterday, I went live on my business page three times. The first two were deleted because of user error. The first time, I forgot to unmute myself. It was a great live, but you couldn't hear anything I said. (laughs) The, The second time, I was waiting for the notification to come in that I was actually live. So I was sitting there making faces at the screen. And I tried to trim off the first 10 seconds, and I accidentally trimmed off everything after the first 10 seconds. (laughs) And then the third one. And I said, the heck with it. This is the one that's staying. And I actually said that on camera. And I've decided that from here on forward, I really need to stick to what I say here on the podcast all the time. Positive productivity is not about perfection. However, unmuting myself would definitely be a huge help. (laughs) <laughs> definitely yeah but look faces, at that you know look at that stay. story it's probably brought so much uh, fun and, and enjoyment to the people who are listening now you know so there was a real point to that <laughs> it made yeah, me i don't laugh. remember what it was now but <laughs> see that brain fart brain the brain fart is being passed <laughs> back and forth now <laughs> yeah oh but it's the shut us you know phase. it's it's the <laughs> fake it till you make it I know I could have, I should have, oh, I just did it again. I, I could have left the the faces on. And should that ever happen in the future, I will leave the the 10 seconds of funny faces up and I change know, the I caption. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> However, in, I have a, a challenge, an evergreen challenge going on right now. Listeners, if you go to the show notes page, you can see the link. It's to get, you know, let me try that again. It's the work smarter, not harder challenge. And even though these are only four to 10 minute videos, sometimes there are four to 10 minutes of bloopers that come out of a finished four to 10 minute video. And those are being tacked on to the end of each video. 
Mm, mm, nice. I feel that as the as influencers, we owe it to our people to let our imperfections be known. To be human, yeah. yes. How do you feel about that? I, I enjoy being human, I, especially because I come from a background where I was expected to be perfect and never could be. And so always was, you know, um, as you said, you know, have your shoulders up to your ears, you know, because you're just so stressed with who's going to attack you next. And you've got to make yourself, you know, right so that you don't get attacked. And, you know, there's a lot of focus on that in the first half of my life. So now I'm just so free because I say to myself, I am me and I accept myself exactly as I am. And I'm an expression of the divine. And it, I'm human, so it, it's great to be human. There's there's lots of fun that you can have being human, and it and it doesn't involve being perfect. Mm. It you know for me it's more about flowing into the next moment and the next moment and the next moment, whatever that is, and it's exciting that you can, you know, suddenly pull faces and, and somebody see it and you didn't mean for somebody to see it, but it's like exposing that kind of fearful part of you. Uh, that it's funny to look at if you're looking at it from the the bigger you, the the observer, the compassionate observer that can see. Oh, that's so cute! Look at that. You know, you you were afraid of of, what, of making faces and showing up some imperfection, and, and it's so cute. <laughs> It's, well, I have to say, I was adjusting myself in my chair as well, and I was like rocking back and forth a little bit, and I looked drunk, although I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I was afraid that people were going to think, oh my gosh, is she drunk? No, I wasn't drunk. I was just yeah. uncomfortable in my chair. <laughs> yeah. Fear of humanity is one of the biggest fears. It's greater than the fear of death, apparently. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to doing what feels easy or what is easy though because I am in this journey out of doing what appears to be easy all the time because what felt easiest to me was saying yes to the wants and needs of everybody else before myself how do you handle that that's not about that's not how I understand it what feels easy to me is when I'm checking inwardly mm. and if saying yes to somebody is like for a sake of peace or something, I can feel the turmoil of that inside of me. So it doesn't feel easy at that level. Yeah. Yes. So it's checking I love that internally. That. Yeah. So there, it's what feels easy inside, not what feels easy on the outside. Is there ever a reason to ignore our intuition? There, there are different types of intuitions, so it depends which one you're talking about. I think there's intuition. I didn't know of the, there were different intuitions. Yeah, there's there's the, the gut brain and the heart brain and the mind brain. So you've got three, as I understand it, three brains. And the gut brain is based on fear. And the mind brain is based on fear and judgment and control and suspicion and doubt and all of that. And the heart brain is based on love. So, and it's... You know, it's uh, harmonizing and integrating, brings things into the bigger picture to understand it as a whole. Mm. So if you are receiving intuition from your heart, beautiful, you know, go ahead, surrender to it, allow it to communicate to you uh, what's best for you. And, and you'll find a lot of peace and enjoyment in that and satisfaction. But if you go with the gut that's based on fear, it, even though it turns out to be right, I mean, of course, we manifest what, what we project as well. 
um, because it's fear-based, it's not going to bring you lasting satisfaction and peace. Mm. So I um, had a situation last week, and I, I want to, as you know, Joy, I'm very transparent. I had a situation last week where I shared with somebody that I wasn't going to be working with them anymore. Mm. And I had this feeling, and I said it was intuition at the time, of you should take screenshots of all should, the work should, you've done. Should, 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 yep, should. But that's what, should. I, that's what I told myself <laughs> mm-hmm. in that moment. And yeah. I shared with a friend and she said, listen to it, go take the screenshots. Mm-hmm. So I did, even though I had about a gazillion other things. And check in, is that fear-based or love-based? That was completely fear-based. Yeah. But does that mean that I ought... <laughs> See, I'm trying to get around the should now that I ought to have ignored it. <laughs> How do you like that? It, I think not ignore, but explore. Mm. So, okay, it comes up, but it doesn't mean that you have to follow that. But you can ask yourself, I wonder why this has come up. What is it saying? What would love say? And then tune into what love would say, and it would probably come up with a different and um, more pleasing answer for you. Well, that's very interesting because the last, and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but this calendar year that we are recording in, and I will leave it undated, has taught a lot of lessons. And I've realized how every time in our life has a, um, every experience in our life is a season, reason, or lesson provides. I, that was not at all eloquent. I know what I'm trying to say and it's not coming out. However, what I've learned about this year is that some people can be trusted and some cannot. And I know that's also fear-based, but where I previously felt safe, I was given reason to think that I was not anymore. So when the thought came up with that same person that I should take screenshots, that I felt like I needed to follow. Okay, you can take screenshots, the, the end result could be the same, but where you're coming from to do that can be different. Mm. So if you are completely confident in yourself and you trust yourself and you and your trust is coming from inner trust and it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside mm. really, uh, whether that person behaves well or doesn't behave well or whatever it is. Thank you. I love that because yes, I do. I do have now I do have complete trust in myself and confidence in myself and more value. I give myself more value than I ever have in the past. Yeah. So that was, so it's not that you're acting to protect or defend yourself against attack. It's that you are acting with the confidence of knowing that this is true for you. Mm, Yes. I love that. What would be the, a dream day in the life of joy? I know that was a random jump, but I felt like no, I was being I, too I, much of a Debbie Downer there. I have dream days all the time. Uh, <laughs> when I'm traveling on the tube, for example, I will go in on an inner, I call it my inner TV. And in my on my inner TV, I go to a special place. It's a beautiful place with grass and flowers and friendly creatures. And there's a, a pool, a waterfall. It's, it's just an idyllic beautiful place the temperature is just right you know the sun and the sky and all of that and I go there and wait for something to happen 
or wait for something to turn up or, or just enjoy what's there. You know, I, I often like to enjoy swimming, or showering under the, the waterfall or whatever. But usually something turns up like a dolphin or a, a dragon turned up the other day or uh, an orca uh, turned up the other day. And we go on adventures. So, um, you know, the dragon took me somewhere and I... I Oh, where did the dragon take me now? I can't remember. Oh. It sounds like the secret garden meets Alice in it's, Wonderland. I know. It's just amazing. <laughs> and, and they come with deep messages. You know, this is like tuning into the inner wisdom. And they always have a transformational message in there when I just uh, reflect on, on what's happening. And you just allow things to unfold by themselves. And then afterwards you realize, wow, you know, this is this – is, uh, Amazing. So this that's a dream day for me because I dream like that all the time. Uh, but it's active dreaming, not just uh, dreaming about the future or, or setting something in motion. I could have a, a day where I you know go out and uh, go to the seaside and this and that. You know, whatever people just imagine they would like to have this kind of day where they relax and have coffee and don't do anything, whatever. But I just really enjoy going on these inner adventures and discovering. I'm, I'm a person who loves adventure and loves to find the treasures in every adventure. Uh, and, and this is something that is part of the method that I use with my clients and students. We go on inner adventures, and through these inner adventures. We we find our transformation through whatever we're beginning with. We can go in with a positive focus or we can go in with a focus on something that's traumatized us and we want to be able to release it, you know, somehow. But the inner wisdom will take you on that journey where you will discover. Can I give you an example? I'm over here laughing at myself inappropriately because I'm imagining my own secret garden and there's a <laughs> door and somebody just showed up with Mediterranean food. I nice. need in my secret garden. I need to yeah. not podcast when I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I would love an example, though. <laughs> oh. So one time I was um, uh, working on something that I was uh, still very sad about. I was grieving the loss of being able to have children because I'd had cancer and had a hysterectomy, which, you know, finished that off. I couldn't have any more children. I did have one, so at least I had one. But I was still grieving because I wanted a big family. It was my dream at that time to have a big family. And um, I saw myself going down some steps, and at the bottom of the steps was a magic carpet. This just turned up. I didn't make all of this happen. You, you just watch what happens. And then I... Step, found myself stepping onto the carpet and on the carpet there was a nest of eggs and as I stayed watching sitting on this flying carpet flying around the eggs started to crack open one by one and what I can describe only as like little bird angels or something you know they flew out of these uh, eggs and flew up to heaven and they sent me the message we are here waiting for you you're not, they haven't been lost. They were my eggs that I felt I'd lost of the children I couldn't have. And they'd flown up to heaven and were waiting for me. And from that one image or little video in a TV thing, uh, I just, I wasn't able to grieve anymore. I completely transformed. That message did it for me. Wow, that's so, so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so just amazing journeys like that happen all the time you know in the work that I do I, I love it that's why I love the work so much 
<sighs> Joy, what are you most excited about in the next 90 days? I have a feeling that you're going to say, well, I'm already excited in this present moment. <laughs> it's a question that I've... I, You know, at the moment I'm practicing... Um... I'm practicing some mind programming, subconscious mind programming. And it's it's led me into a, a deeper ability to embrace the ease in my life. Now, that's that's very important for me because I come from a background of struggle. And most of my efforts at growing businesses or whatever uh, has been about struggling to make things happen. Um, but now I've stepped into this place of ease and I... I'm imagining, for example, imagining opening the shop door and finding an avalanche of money coming towards me, you know. <laughs> and I'm not making, I'm not deciding to imagine that. It's just the imagination comes up uh, when I just tune into the ease of money or the ease of business development or the ease, just, you know, the feeling and the energy of those things. Instead of thinking, okay, I want my, t- my business to grow by so much and I'm going to make it happen like this and I'm going to have so many members of staff on my team and, you know, no, none of that. I don't need to think about the how. All I need to uh, focus on is the feeling of the ease that increased money brings or increased abundance or instant wealth brings, you know, and then just wait for it to happen, basically. And it's starting to happen. So, uh, I'm finding that you know my income has uh, increased. It, it, you know, I, I am getting more abundance coming through the door and <laughs> in a more in an enjoyable way because I'm just really enjoying it and not having to struggle and not having to work out exactly how this is going to happen. And you know, it's just happening. I'm getting people coming to me out of the blue for things that I haven't tried to bring into my environment, uh, which is just confirming the feeling of ease that I'm working with. So for the next 90 days, it's like, yeah, more of that. Yeah, that's great. I'm open to more of that. (laughs) Okay. This is not a question that, or it's not a topic that you and I discussed in the pre-chat, but, and I know the answer may be no, but I just had to put it out there because I want some of that. I want to know how to do this. Do you by any chance have a resource that you can share with the listeners? And if not, that's fine. If you may in the future, I would love to come back and put it in the show notes because I want to know this. I want, yeah. I want, yeah. I want everything that you just said. <laughs> the work that I do primes you for that. Um, and I, the subconscious programming is, is also something not that I'm providing, but that I use for myself and it's something that somebody else provides. Um, but I could um, maybe forward the link to you at some point for that, if you like. Um, but also the work that I do opens you up to be ready for all of this. Mm. It kind of helps you to let go of the old so that you can step into the new. And it's completely different from the way that we usually do things, which is usually mind-controlled and task-driven and strategize and you know put your planners all over the walls and all of this kind of things nah i don't want any of that (laughs) yeah me neither no thanks i just want to enjoy myself and when we can get into a place where we really enjoy ourselves have fun be playful be in that energy all the time then the law of attraction will bring more of that to you and what is it that you want ultimately you know 
you say, you know, if you want to grow a big business, why do you want to grow a big business? What will it bring you? And so if you're open to the feelings that that will bring you, then the business will take care of itself. You know, that's the crazy thing it, that's happened along this entrepreneurial journey. Crazy awesome, I should say. Mm. Because when I started this podcast, when I started my business, no, I can't even say when I started my business because I didn't even know it was a possibility then. I went through a period where I thought I wanted a huge agency with lots of subcontractors and managers to handle them. Mm. And at this point, I'm back down to a team of two to three, depending on what day you ask me. I love my team, but I don't always have a need for them all. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I love working with people that I love working with. Yeah. And that's what my dream looks like. I love working with people that I love working with. I don't need 10,000 clients. I don't need a huge community. I don't need a huge team. I just want to love working with the people I love working with. And I think sometimes it comes down to that. You know, a a few years back, you would have had me trying to strategize everything and have these, you know, uh, dreams about what I want to achieve and where I want to be, you know, be a speaker on stage and be famous and have lots of, you know, um, uh, automatic income coming in through all the programs I've developed and, you know, all of these kind of things, you know, going on in my head. And now I'm in that place of, do I really want to do that? that's not where my happiness lies. You know, what is it that those things would bring for me? And then when you find what it brings for you and you open to that, then somehow it loses its importance. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is that when it loses importance, somehow it seems to start coming in by itself. (laughs) Yeah. I remember when I signed up for my first online scheduler tool, I was so excited when people started using the link. I was so excited to see my calendar getting full. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where I realized the more people who were on my calendar, the less attention I could give to each person mm-hmm. and the less attention I could give to myself and to my family. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love working with people and letting them know that I have time for them. Like I love even this conversation because I have no calls after this. Okay. That's a lie. I have a call in a couple more hours. But that one was a random pop-up. But I love having the time to talk to you and not feel rushed. And I want my clients to feel like that. I want them to know that I'm working in love. You know, and I know that might sound really, I don't know what word to put in there. But I want everybody to know that I love working with them. And there's going to be people that I don't love to. And I I will work them out of the flow. But that's what it looks like for me. Beautiful. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know what it looks like, but I'll be in touch again. And listeners, I want to let you know how you can get in touch with Joy too, because I feel like we all need some of this. Well, oh, I don't definitely. feel like I know that we all need mm. some of this. Mm. So, Joy, where can people find you online? Connect and get to know more about you and what you do. Uh, well, the name of my business is truly transformational. And so you'll find me on Facebook under that Truly Transformational, either the page or the group. And my website is called trulytransformational.co.uk. How did you get that URL? (laughs) I'm always curious because, I mean, I don't really need an answer, but there's some combinations that you would think would have been taken at at the dawn of the internet, you know? 
Yeah. I can't even get my own name because it's taken. Oh, That's really? why it has oh. the Kim Sutton. Some, mm. They're not even using it, Joy. I'm oh. not worried about it. Now I am the Kim Sutton. So, <laughs> listeners, I want to let you know that you can find the resources that we talked about today, anybody that we mentioned, and all of Joy's links on the show notes page at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp642. Joy, thank you. I'm I'm already imagining my secret garden. I think I'm going to have to go feed myself, though, so I stop thinking about a guy delivering Mediterranean right outside the secret door. You know but, what? If you carried on watching that, you might find that he would, when he opened the box, there might be something else inside of it, not just food. <laughs> that's an yeah. interesting thought. <laughs> hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm really going to have to think about that. But with that said, I would love if, to know if you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that can take us on our way today ah i think the journey for us these days is about moving from the mind to the heart and there's a special way to do that because the heart speaks to you or your inner wisdom speaks to you through stillness and inner tv speaks to you through stillness and Knowing how to move forward in your life comes truly from stillness. And so you need to really think about going into a practice of mindful meditation or other ways of becoming still, breathing meditations, just so that you can open the pathway to listening to your inner wisdom and know that your inner wisdom can speak to you in ways that are beautiful for you and playful uh, you know it doesn't have to be a serious thing seriousness is definitely a, a, a what is it an illness of the ego you know it's uh, has to be serious you know we have to make sure this works you know and uh, control everything make sure nothing's out of place uh, but it, the heart is just so perfectly playful and integrative and wholesome that you'll really enjoy going there once you get into the practice so i really recommend that you do that and of course this is something that you know i specialize in helping people to do thank you for tuning in to this episode of the positive productivity podcast when i'm not podcasting i'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.